Hello, welcome to ASEAN Speaks, a podcast by Maybank. I'm Esther Pua, your host. The Red Sea crisis has caused significant disruption to global shipping and freight rates. Today, we speak with Lo Yan Jin, analyst with Maybank Investment Banking Group, who tell us more about the crisis and its impact to Malaysia. Hello, Yan Jin. Hi, Esther. Thanks for having me. The Red Sea crisis is ongoing. Can you provide an overview of the current situation and what are the implications on the shipping industry? Um, so yeah, to give you a bit of overview, the conflict of the Red Sea began around October last year and escalated in December when the Iranian-backed Houthi rebels targeted the commercial ships in the international waters of the southern Red Sea area. The surge in hostilities has caused the spot container freight rates to soar reaching almost three times their low point at the end of November. The rates peaked at the end of January before showing signs of easing as the rush to fulfill demand before the Chinese New Year subsided and overcapacity issues for the container ships became apparent. Okay, besides uh, disrupting shipping routes, more importantly, what are some disruptions to supply chains? Okay, so uh, clearly the voyage time has... Uh, increased or to almost double as a result of conflict, depending on the vessel's sailing speed, of course, as the liners are forced to reroute, taking the longer route via the Cape of Good Coal to avoid the Swiss Canal. So, for instance, the sailing route from Singapore to Rotterdam will now take about 32 days via the Cape of Good Coal, compared to only 16 days if it goes through the Swiss Canal. And, yeah, this has, of course, increased operational costs for the shipping liners, leading to higher bunker costs uh, due to longer travel distances or higher insurance premiums of about 1% of the vessel's value for vessels that are still transiting at the Red Sea. So consequently, the freight rates have risen because of tight container availability, longer transit time and eventually tight vessels availability due to the disruptions. Additionally, this has also pushed up the vessel charter rates and increased carbon emissions, which all these issues will have prompted the shippers to reconsider their supply chain, eventually leading to nearshoring or reshoring uh, strategies. Meanwhile, the shippers are also shifting to alternative transport modes, such as the air, land, or land-sea transport to mitigate the delays and higher shipping costs. So like, for example, what we can see is the Chinese exporters shifting to the real options where the China-Europe freight trains can complete a single trip even much faster in about only 12 days with simple clearance and loading procedures. So all these disruptions sound like consumers are now facing higher costs and longer waiting times. So what are the challenges and implications for businesses in this uh, climate and what can they do about it? Okay, so overall, the impact of the Red Sea crisis on Malaysia is less pronounced as compared to Europe, which heavily depends on the Asian exports. So in Europe, some sectors like retailers and automotive are expected to be affected the most. Retailers, they are face, facing challenges uh, in higher shipping costs and disruptions in goods inventory supply. So for example, some players like Tesco or Sainsbury they have warned the consumers in chances of uh, price hike or availability of goods uh, if the crisis actually prolonged. For automotive, we have seen players like Tesla, Volvo, Suzuki. They have experienced production issues uh, due to the delays in parts supply 
and they are forced to shut down their factories or production uh, for a period of time. So some automotive players, they have turned to alternative transport, transport modes. For example, Stellantis, they have opted for air freight and South Korean players, they have uh, chartered vessels for their roll-on, roll-off shipments to mitigate the supply chain disruptions. Okay, earlier you mentioned that um, the Red Sea crisis has impacted freight rates. So what is your outlook on freight rates? So what are the projected trends for freight rates in light of this crisis? Okay, so uh, in terms of global container freight rates, uh, especially from the Far East to Europe, we're expecting it to remain elevated, stabilizing at the current level, which is around two to three times higher than the low in November. The increase in rates is primarily because of the longer voyage time operating costs, as mentioned, rather than capacity constraints. In terms of intra-Asia rates, we're expecting it to stay stable, hovering around the current level, which is slightly above the pre-pandemic level and domestic rates. We are not expecting it to have any disruptions. I see. And how do you anticipate this uh, rate C crisis to affect uh, some key Malaysian stocks? Okay, so within the sector, we are maintaining our buy calls and forecast for MISC and Vestport. For MISC, the Red Sea crisis is expected to have minimal impact given their conservative business model with a focus on the long-term charters. So about 80-85% to 85% of MISC's petroleum tankers and almost 100% of their LNG tankers are chartered on long-term. Unlike the container ship market, the tanker freight rates have seen limited impact due to smaller changes in the Red Sea traffic so far. Um, for Westports, only minimal traffic slowdown was experienced in the first half of January, with traffic normalizing thereafter. The port operator is expecting traffic to stabilize as the shippers adapt to the longer transit routes. Additionally, Westports is well prepared for potential disruptions, having enhanced their operational efficiency and fortified their business contingency plan since the pandemic. So they have expanded their yard capacity with container storage having increased by about 12% and 58% increase in their refer blocks. So yeah, we're maintaining our positive uh, stance on both of these companies. Thanks, thanks. So do you think uh, there's any light at the end of the tunnel? Well, at this point of time, I think no one could really tell uh, you know, when the Red Sea problem will be resolved. But we're expecting freight rates to actually normalize very quickly soon after the crisis is resolved because um, shippers, especially with extra vessels capacity in the second half, they could uh, actually adapt to changes very quickly. All right. Thank you. I think that's all we have. Thank you, Yanjin. Thanks, Esther. I'm Esther Pua on ASEAN Speaks by Maybank. If you like our conversations, remember to like, share and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.